Welcome to Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, the wrestling podcast where one big old nerd fan and one pretty cool casual fan break down the first uh, viewing of Lucha Underground. We are on season two, episode two. It is called The Dark and the Mysterious. I am one of those hosts, Sean Marciniak. How do you do? Yeah, and he's the casual fan. I'm the big nerd because I know the shit. Yeah, well then, James, you have no problem taking this one away. Today we're discussing episode two, season two of Lucha Underground, entitled The Dark and Mysterious. Last episode, Mm -hmm. things are darker in the temple. But today, Mm -hmm. the dark, okay, I get that. What could this mysterious be? Hmm? That's... Hmm, Sean... I'm very excited to talk about it because that reveal was so fucking cool. I'm excited to talk about it tangentially because my mother hates his son. (laughs) Dominic? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, so we spoiled this mysterious, but that's okay. Hopefully you watch this episode because it's very good and you can go to Internet Archive and find it for yourself. Ugh. Because Elroy, those cowards, I don't or I don't know. I have no idea what happened to their TV shows. I hope everyone's okay and is getting paid. Yeah, I will text my mom real quick and say, why don't you like Dominic Mysterio? Maybe she just confuses him with Dominic the Donkey, the old Christmas song. No, my mom, she has... Te- actually, I can just search our messages and probably it'll pick up. Okay, but I do want to find out how your mother feels about Dominic the Donkey... The Christmas donkey. I will not bring up that at all. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because I know she fucking hates it, and I don't want to. Inc- I don't want to get into the reasons why she hates that donkey. All right, well then let's get into the temple gym where we start this episode. And Puma lifting weights and remembering his loss to Mil Muertes at Ultima Lucha. Prince Puma, of course, the initial, the inaugural Lucha Underground champion, losing it at Ultima Lucha to Mil Muertes, who has begun this reign of death across the temple. Penta comes into the gym and interrupts him because he wants to thank him. He wants to thank Puma for helping Penta one last time please his master. But tonight we're partners. His master, of course, as we found out at the end of Ultima Lucha, was Vampiro. And what what pleases his master? A whole bunch of destruction and human carnage. It's real sexy. But tonight they are partners, and they will continue breaking bones for Penta's master. After we finish the Disciples of Death, however, the next will be you, Puma. (gasps) That's right. Penta is coming for Prince Puma and Mill and the Disciples of Death, and your mother who does not appreciate Christmas donkeys. Pentagon's coming for everyone. There are no, there are no alliances. There are no friendships in Penta's life, only momentary alliances. Penta's in his power era, i.e. power from Chainsaw Man. Okay, I, I t- yep, I've seen that show and I'm ready to make bits about it. So power... The gist of Chainsaw Man, there's demons, there's police that kill the demons, and Chainsaw Man is imbued with a demon, and Power is sort of a demon as well, but she just loves to kill, so she's like, oh wait, I can kill the demons, alright, I'm gonna kill the demons if you want, and that's Penta. Penta Mm -hmm. is just chaotic neutral, I think, now, instead of, like, chaotic evil. Uh, Yes. I always throw on the veil of like, because I think he also still wants the championship. Yeah. Like he does. He wants to be champion as well, which is sort of a law in a way, a lawfulness in a way. You could say like a true chaotic character wouldn't care about a title at all. 
but can chaotic be lawful? I don't think the, the alignment charts work that way. No, but I do think that because everyone kind of wants a title, like that makes sense. This is why you took this weird contract in the first place. So he's lawful neutral. No, I think it was fair to call him chaotic neutral, just to throw on the layer that he does have a want. There is one thing sort of tying him in, and is that he would like to be champion. He would like, I think he, like, I, I, we'd have to ask him, would he rather please his master or be champion if he had to choose? Okay, but Daredevil is also chaotic neutral, and he wants chimichangas, so, you know, you can still have wants and be a little chaos, man. Daredevil wants, uh, that, that's Deadpool, Not dead, my dear Deadpool. friend. Deadpool, damn that's it. <laughs> Daredevil is also chaotic neutral because he's in it to get the win, i.e. in the courtroom, and he'll do anything possible. Dun, 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 at the desk. We Wait, go to the desk and Matt Stryker. We, I we have only have notes. an hour. Uh, yes, James. but I have okay. notes on that, and I needed to get into what my Power mom and said. and Jameson. Oh, okay. So... I asked my mom, oh my God, it, it disappeared the message. Hold on. <laughs> I need to search it again. We only have an hour. Gotta search through my mom's messages. Everybody, everybody's hooked on, hooked on phonics onto this I, Dominic I, Mysterio, I, I, Dominic the donkey. Sean, I can yes. edit this. You could just not say anything and it would be edited out. Now I can't, you jagweed. <laughs> and it's not my fault. It's Messenger's fault. I had it and then you took so long talking about Dominic the donkey or whatever that it like what? went to black, okay? I asked oh my, my mother, are you still yes. watching WWE? And if so, how do you feel about Roman Reigns being the champ for so long? She responded with, he may be the longtime champion, but Brock Lesnar is the highest paid wrestler and can play Ugh. either Raw or SmackDown. I'd rather watch Roman Reigns than that baby idiot Dominic Mysterio. Baby idiot is my favorite post-grunge uh, post band in the late 90s that were still doing some pretty fun pop-punk stuff. I'm trying to say, James, you want to join my band? It's called Baby Idiot. Okay. Sweet. We'll write songs later. But first, let's get to the debt. Oh, and yes. they do have a fight. Oh, wait. I also, yes, I, mm -hmm. I remember I had uh, notes on this as well. Okay, I thought you just had Dominic Mysterio notes. No, so Dominic Mysterio is my last note, but since it was brought up, that's why I brought mm -hmm. it up now. They're teaming up, guys, and then there's this fight. The choreography is amazing, and Puma is, in fact, like Drago last season, he is a real Puma man. Wait, was there, like, Puma sound effects? Yes, he's growling when him and uh, Penta mm. are fighting. Conan is no longer in the temple, and Puma is off the leash, baby. He's going... I he does... Henry was freaking out. He's like, where's that noise coming from, sir? Aw. He was coming from that sweet backflip kicking man, Prince Puma, who will uh -huh. tag with Pentagon Jr. later tonight. We cut to the desk where Stryker reminds Pentagon, reminds us all, Pentagon Jr. broke Mill's arm last, uh, last week. Vampiro, was that you? Were you involved in that decision? Vamp's like, what are you talking about? Just because someone takes a dark path doesn't mean there's not light at the end of the tunnel? I'm tired of talking of this. 
Yeah, it's a lot of like, let me tell you everything. Stop asking me all this. Yeah, he says, what are you asking me that for? Huh? I take medicine now. I no longer have disciples, brother. <laughs> I've been cured of my desire to lead a cult. Let's just get to the first match. Johnny Mundo versus Killshot. At Killshot, fucking so cool. Again, Swerve Strickland. Ooh, the, the young athleticism and the hunger versus uh, the wily veteranness and the general smart assholery that is Johnny Mundo. I enjoyed this match. So much so. Kill shot. Mm-hmm. I love how the crowd is cheering for him immediately. They're like, kill shot, mm-hmm. kill shot. And this fucker in between seasons was clearly EXP farming. He just went to one area that he's like, I can level up real good right here and just grind it and grind it. Because from season one, the end of season one to the mm-hmm. beginning of season two, It's just, he was fantastic then, but it is day and night. He's taken those chances. Maybe it's because he's going up against someone like Johnny and Johnny just brings out the best in people. I I would wonder that if I didn't know what he was doing now in AEW. I think one of the, where he has continued to like EXP farm. You know, after this, he goes to the, after Lucha Underground, he goes to the WWE uh, where he becomes Isaiah Swerve Scott. And he does well for himself there. But, like, especially this last year in AEW, he, like, visually, he's put on a lot of good weight. Like, not, like, like he's still very mobile. He still does all the stuff he can do back then. But he's just bigger, so he just looks, looks a little better for TV. He straight called his shot of, of being the first black AEW world champion. He called his kill shot. He called his kill shot. And, like, is making the moves, like, on the microphone, uh, in the ring. Like uh, visually. Like Mick Jagger, like it's, I think there is a, th- a through line of his career of just, of, of just EXP farming. I think that's been his, that's what he does. He's the Jeff Darrow of pro wrestling. Okay. Sean, get cultured, you you. What the fuck swine. is Jeff Darrow, you at? Don't insult me and then not tell me who Jeff Darrow is. Comic book artist, very good Shaolin cowboy, rusty and big boy. Okay, and he has, like, a a history of self-improvement? Yeah, I watched a short doc. Nicole was friendly Mm -hmm. with him. He's very big. He did all the concept, most of the concept art for The Matrix. And he just would come to Chicago Comics and hang out. He did some signings. Nicole talked to him. And she has said the most humble of any comic book artist she has ever met. And Mm -hmm. in this documentary... He started working at Hanna-Barbera doing all the, like, spaceship stuff. And then Mm. someone, an artist, was like, yeah, I really like your stuff. Then the next thing they saw him do just, like, a few years later, night and day. He was good back then, but now he's a fucking champ. And then another three years later, it's like he's the greatest at this medium. He just keeps accelerating, and no one knows how or why. Those are my favorite anyone's. It's always the people, I remember, you know, being a series of down and out, lovable loser stand-up comedians in Buffalo. Uh, but like you would see it and you, I, I think that, I think it's an any medium where you do see people who come in with a lot of talent and are like, get those opportunities early versus the people who like really just don't stop. 
they like they keep and, and there is this fine line in, a, in this country especially where we prioritize working yourself to the bone for little to no uh, feedback or payback and eventually you just burn yourself out like burnout culture aside it, it is always more valuable to be the person who's improved constantly improving never mm-hmm. stopping as opposed to the person who just comes in with it all yeah guys i i don't know make this man our first aw world heavyweight uh black world heavyweight champion he's so fucking good he's great he's so good and he's even great here in 2016 but what yes. he's missing is vampiro's true approval because unlike johnny zero yeah guys oh, what? how dare you Killshot is not arrogant, cocky, and he clearly cares. Johnny's arrogant, Johnny's cocky, and Johnny doesn't care. So, Sean, let's say we'll put this out into the ether. Vampiro, are you listening? He's probably not. He's recovering from um, onset uh, Alzheimer's. Why? (laughs) Never mind. Not going to do the bit. You piece of shit. <laughs> you want to know? No, still. Hey, Vampiro, we're, we're better at this uh, talking. Yeah, that was that on was purpose. Bit. Yeah, I was going to say we were going to really like dive in to earn his respect. I was going to say we're better than you. I've never wrestled a goddamn day in my life, but I bet I could jump <laughs> off the top ropes better than Killshot could. And I don't care about the hard arms that my body could do because I'm on a little thing called Medicare. You're going to say a little thing called thin gravy. No. <laughs> Why did you think that would earn hi- us his respect? Because we're going to be arrogant, cocky, and we don't care. That's what Johnny Zero did. And that's why he now respects him. Yeah. It is <laughs> he said it in the TV show. I will say this. I don't think Killshot, because Vampiro does go into it. It's not that Kill. It's weird. It's not that Killshot is arrogant like Johnny is. He's arrogant with youth. You know what I mean? He's arrogant with inexperience. So he does do the things like take too long in between moves and kind of poses down. And it's like, no, you just got to you, 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 you got to stop being so young. Just like James is when he called out the entire Lucha Underground cast for not being as good as he is at things he's never tried to do. Yeah, I don't need to. I'm just naturally gifted, bitch. Fucking get it. I also want to call out real quick at, le- at least one spot where the crowd and you talk about, like, the crowd really getting hot for a kill shot. They were so loud. Uh, it's when Johnny is kind of on the second rope and kill shot. Uh, shotgun drop kicks the shins out from under him, leaves him hanging like a gargoyle on the second rope. It's fucking brutal. I think, what is it? It's, no, super kick, jumping DDT, 450 splash for a goddamn two fall. Yeah, man, that was so cool. I even had most mm-hmm. of what you just said correct written down. I thought he did a 720 frog splash. Ooh, I think it's, I always forget it. Honestly, because I, I, I always confuse, I confuse 450 and 630 all the time in the first season. You may have noticed that. Uh, it was a mistake. It was an Easter egg now. Sean, no one noticed it. No one's fucking listening. But guess what? It doesn't matter. We still have the best numbers than any podcast out there i'm now talking like trump (laughs) i get why he does it if you're ever wondering 450 you'll usually you'll land on your stomach 630 you'll land on your back oh i'm helping i'm the uh okay so if trump is trump who's the guy that's just like i'm never going to win but here's a fun fact 
what's his nuts? Oh, why can't Bernie? Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I'm the Bernie Sanders. I'm never going to win. But like, here's something fun about seagulls you might not have known before. And talking about all these numbers, what a way to start my day at 6.30 a.m. than watching this. Wowzers. I was rip-roaring <laughs> excited. That's fucking cool. It was very cool. The finish was also very exciting. It's uh, uh, Ref gets bumped. Johnny vaults a running kill shot over his head, who would have landed on his feet if Johnny didn't raise his back leg to simultaneously kick him in the nards as Killshot landed. Ooh. Springboard Enziguri follows up uh, Finn DeMundo for the three at four minutes and 25 seconds. Johnny wins, baby. And Johnny picks up the mic and he does what yeah. he does best. He does what he does best, which is mm -hmm. belittle a man's trauma <laughs> because I guess belittle a demon's trauma because he picks up the mic and he says, This was fucked up. Hey, Mill, you know that fatal earthquake that one made you a demon but also killed all your family? That ain't nothing, brother. I'm here. I'm stronger than that quake, you piece of shit. I also have Johnny's apathy to trauma in my notes as well. Thankfully, there's a man coming out here huh? who's not exactly a man. James, what is this guy? Yeah, you're a machine. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> the fucking machine is here, baby. Brian Cage. Yeah. I think he's also EXP grinded because I feel like he is a lot more confident on the mic this season. He just sounds a lot better and he sounds like a man and not a machine. Yes. He sounds and in the best way, right? Yes. Did you enjoy this? Okay. I want to uh -huh. make sure before I like I start shoving these words into your mouth. But yeah, he sounds natural. He sounds like he's actually speaking. It doesn't sound stilted or scripted or like i must be no he sounds like he sounds like a real fucking bad dude who mm -hmm. has some fucking bad intentions he feels good to be back at the temple and unlike our champion with his stupid dead fucking family i'm a hundred percent nobody broke my arm last week it calls out mill directly which i never thought about especially this cage this very bad but fucking human cage versus mill oh man you call i think you called this out last season be like yo this would be a match and uh -huh. i was like i don't know and no, you're you were correct this would be a fucking match i okay we've compared this to tekken storytelling so much just in like the wildness but this is mm -hmm. tekken 2 a new mm -hmm. champion has risen and now everyone's like well we have to take out that champion right they're much worse than the last one when it comes to morals and everything this is mm -hmm. just so fucking good I, yeah. on cage match i brought it up because i was like is that ray mysterio they there are people saying eh, not as good as the first one what the fuck are you idiots talking about i mean they're probably bummed that all the matches were so short but i agree what the fuck you idiots talking about it's the hard thing when judging lucha underground as well is that this is a show that's like it's not strictly for, it, it works for your like you know long-term wrestling heads but it's so good for picking up casuals who just want a good tv show with some baller ass fucking action sequences mm -hmm. and then cage and mundo fight a little bit and Cage hits 
Mundo so hard that he spins in the air at least a full 360, lands on the ground. And Vampiro said one of two things. There's one word (laughs) that I couldn't get. He either said... It's like when a transport truck hits a minnow or a pinto. One of those is apt. The other is just wild. If he said pinto, that's another car that makes sense. But a transport truck hitting a minnow, i.e. a tiny fish that when you're in children swimming, that's the lowest level of swim capability you can have. I hope he said minnow. And just a reminder for all you drivers out there driving at the roads tonight, make sure you watch out for minnows. They don't belong on the road and they don't know what they're doing. Please don't strike the minnow. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I wrote down, I wish we recorded this, not released daily, but I wish we recorded daily just so I'd be able to see every episode. Yeah, it's so fucking good. As it stands now, you're going to cancel this podcast tomorrow, assuming we don't get the viewers tonight. Yes? Oh, we don't need the viewers, baby. We're already the best. Actually, you want to know? Yeah, we're already the best. I'm canceling it. Make podcasts great again, baby. Excuse me. I'm bleeping all of that. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to insert you. You say you did bring him up. Yes, but I was being like, oh, I'm sounding stupid. But I don't. It's just gross when people do that. I will instead of I will censor that slightly, and I'll find a a part where you say America, and I'm just going to plug that (laughs) in. (laughs) That is so much more work. That is so much more work. I'll make a Steve Barnes look up when you've said America. God, he loves me. Cage poses at Mill. Yeah, so yeah, Cage wins this segment. Cage is posing down. Johnny's tactically retreating. Shit's crazy. We cut to an office with washed out yellow and green lighting. And we see a woozy, sexy star tied to a chair. And, a, and we hear a creep laughing. Who could this creep be? Well, we've, we've, we've got one creep in our hearts on this show. And that's Marty the goddamn Moth Martinez. Ooh. He is in a polo shirt with a sweater around the neck, classic prep style. Wowzers. Like, I was not prepared for this look, but okay. He has brought her something. It is a dead moth. He says, don't be afraid, sexy star. All of this is for your own good as a caterpillar morphs into a butterfly. Marty's sister says that it's almost time to return to the temple and we will be coming with you. Ea-u. I didn't get exactly why he made those last sounds. And I'm also very curious, we haven't heard anything about his sister. In the last episode of season one, he brought up his sister, but we don't know who it is. My only fear, it would be wild and crazy, that he (laughs) is his own sister just in drag. Ooh, we do a sort of uh, psycho, end of psycho. Uh Uh-huh. But instead of the mud, spoilers for psycho, sorry guys. Oh, whoa, Um, I I haven't ever seen that parodied a billion times. I I wonder, I hope, I guess I hope it's not, but I could also see them making that work. Yeah. Doing the psycho in on it is very interesting. What if it's Melina the Moth? Melina the Moth. Oh yeah, she she debuted at the end of last year. Yeah, it could be Melina the Moth. Melina's in the temple somewhere. We got to find Melina. She's somewhere in this temple. We cut to a video package, a.k.a. Memories, where the wolf fears nothing and three cool motorcycle boys park at the pink motel. 
The narrator lets us know that he is addicted to danger and loves fighting with those other two motorcycle boys in the pink motel parking lot. It turns out they take off their helmet. <gasps> They're luchadors. Uh, man, this guy is looking for this next thrill, and he's going to get it at Lucha Underground. The Darewolf PJ Black fears nothing and will debut tonight. Uh, yeah. PJ Black, formerly Justin Gabriel, uh, was with WWE since 2008, competing in the first season of NXT. Oh, I just, I, just I, I, I wrote Justin Gabriel in my notes twice. It's Justin Gabriel, PJ Black, the Darewolf. The wolf who dares. He's not doing this for money. He's not doing it for fame. And he's not doing it for recognition. Because here at Lucha Underground, you ain't gonna get any of it. None of those are included in these terrible, terrible criminal contracts. Unfortunately. And we do, Mm -hmm. as you said, it's the Darewolf, PJ Black. He fears nothing. I really want to see if this melds well or is diametrically opposed to pentagon's zero fear i mean pentagon is pentagon is still in a place where nothing melds well with pentagon we'll get into that later tonight uh i'm curious well we'll find out a little bit about it as we see him in action fighting the mac in his debut match fair pair does not know this guy like what the fuck is a what is a darewolf and i did have to stop I didn't stop to think about it until Vampiro brought it up, which makes me think I am not a smart person. I'm like, oh yeah, darewolf is not a word. It's just a pun on werewolf. Oh yeah, kind of. But he's daring. Oh. It's my favorite Warren Zevon song, Ah Woo, Darewolves of London. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, I'm getting into, we don't have time to get into it. Just, I'm getting into my Warren Zevon phase of life. I'm really kind of about it. Guys, Warren Zevon's cool. Sean's turning into a boomer rock guy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> when are you going to start rocking Kiss? Dude, I've been, I told, this is the first concert I've ever gone to. I think we, have I told you that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. So I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been a card carrying member of that army for a minute. Detroit Rock City was one of my favorite movies to watch and to masturbate to. Shouts out to the uh, woman in the parking lot. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. I guess, no, don't just shout out people you've jacked off to. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, Natasha Lyonne or the woman who was also in Two and a Half Men. That's a good rule for this podcast. I will, I will carry, I will carry forward. Don't just shout out people you jacked off to. <laughs> I technically shout out someone I jack off to a lot, but I'm not shouting out to her because I jack off to her a lot. Yeah, no, I'm. I forget this woman's name. I think she's Gene Simmons' wife. Yes, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So it's terrible that a I don't remember her name. All right, you know what. Shouts out to uh, a different... I've got to stop shouting out people I jerk off to. I thought you were going to say, all right, never mind. Shouts out to Margie. And I'm like, you can't do that either <laughs> after this to that. I was going to say Joanna Angel. But real quick. The first concert you ever went to, people in face paint. First concert I ever went to, people in face paint. It was twisted. That's cool. Hell yeah. Fucking face paint. Shouts out to face paint. Whether you're Pentagon Jr., Old School Vampiro, Twisted, or every member of KISS except for Gene Simmons. No shouts out to Gene Simmons. You seem like a bad person. No, he's a businessman, okay? He's good at business. All right, Nick Kroll's sign-off for his production company. 
he says good at business at the uh-huh. end of the TV show. The Mac versus Darewolf, PJ Black. Solid match. Like another short match. Like, yeah, three matches on the, uh, the card tonight. Two of them under five minutes. But yeah. good matches. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot happening. And even before this begins... Fucking Striker slams the Max appearance, saying he might not look like much, but this dude knows how to use his body. It's we, yeah, it's that. Hmm, it's the same thing that I struggled with as a wrestling fan, really until Orange Cassidy, in some ways, where just because they have some semblance of comedy. Like you see, like it's not like when the Max sells in this match and, and in, in, in Lucha Underground now that he's allowed to just kind of be himself, like he's not like he doesn't have to be Big Rick's cousin. He can kind of form his own character. It's not that he's like underselling the moves. He's not like taking away from the moves, but he's just a very charismatic kind of person. So like the sort of the facial reactions he makes and everything when he gets hit is kind of funny. Like he's kind of like he's kind of just a funny guy. And there's this thing where, like, if you're kind of funny in wrestling, you could, you know, we'll use you. People will get excited about you and you'll make money, but you'll never be treated seriously. Oh, I took him also as slamming his physical appearance. Like, oh, he's not what... the biggest muscular man in the world, but he knows how to uh, use his body. That's fair, too. Okay, that's probably that's probably what they're going for. I, I This is a great guys. This is a great thesis slash TED talk that I will do about some other time because I do believe that they've done that. And really, until recently, they haven't allowed a character to be three dimensional who is also comedic. But that's not what this is about. I think it was I think you're right, James, that it's about they're just atta- they're just they're just attacking his physical appearance. The fact that he's a larger person who moves so fucking smooth. Mm-hmm. It's PJ Black early. Black attacks Mac fast and plants him on his back. <sighs> I wasn't sure I could say that. Uh, but Mac's fighting spirit, surprising no. agility, keeps him in it. No, hold on. You also yeah. say what Vampiro responded with, saying pretty much, you're having too much fun with this, dude. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. After all the rhyming happens, he's like, just call him PJ or the Darewolf. You oh, yeah, he just... Stop rhyming. <laughs> yeah, Vampiro's no fun. But yeah, Mac stays in it. Like, and you forget, if you have not watched the Mac, because until recently he was not on, he's so fucking good. He's not on TV enough, and it's a goddamn shame because he's so good. Single leg drop kicks, float over arm drags, Samoan drops to moonsault, keeps PJ Black guessing. He can power wrestle you, he can lucha wrestle you, he can just do anything. Black lands on his feet, out of a German suplex, gets behind, rolls through with a blue thunder driver, aka Black to the future, only for a two. Well, real quick, you were saying like, hey, you, you don't see Mac a lot, or back then you didn't see Mac a lot. I think back that's then. what you were saying. So yeah, he's on ROH, he's on ROH now, ROH... It's not technically on TV. They have their own. They're owned by AEW, but technically they're on their own like streaming service. It's weird. So back then you probably weren't seeing a lot of him as you brought up. But also as Vampiro brings up, he's right. The last time we did see Mac, his head was being slammed through a cinder block. That is true. It's crazy how nothing is brought up besides Vampiro saying that his face didn't need reconstruction. He doesn't have a bandage on just to be like, hey, it's a little boo-boo. Just give us something. Yes, it's been maybe three months since the event, but- Six months. Six? Okay, you want to know what? Six months, you're fine. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a whole six months to recover. Uh, yeah, no, it's weird. I mean, I guess you can kind of see it in where they are. Cage is allowed to like fight. Like that's that's the big sort of takeaway is that Cage is allowed to fight for the title. Max sort of has to earn his wins back again. But we're 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 happy to see him. No ba no bandage or anything necessary. By the way, top rope blind salt. I don't think I've seen uh, Justin Gabriel, aka PJ Black, before. He looks good. Top rope lion salt looked real cool. Oh yeah, um, I loved this. And Vampiro was bringing up how come all these dudes from South Africa love doing like little leg whips and and handsprings. Yeah, strikers like that's just <laughs> what they do. You he should have said, you know, regional wrestling, Vampiro. Things can be different. It's not well. The weird thing is, I wonder how much of it's how much of is it regional and how much of it is. Like, a stylistic change of, like, the indies kind of coming out. And really, because I, I feel like a lot of it you can kind of tie to what Johnny Mundo um, is doing. I think we talked about in, in uh, the last season, sort of, like, one of the things, I need to find this interview, that he was really passionate about in wrestling was bringing in non-wrestling influences. Bringing mm -hmm. in his parkour influences and his kung fu move. And, it was like, his, yeah... His uh, fighting kung, as a kung fu movie, action movie uh, influences, like making a wrestling match look more like that. And we kind of see that in these leg whips and roundhouse kicks and all and like all the things that Angelico does and uh, PJ Black is doing. So is Johnny Mundo South African? No, he's not. But it's interesting to see some of that influence kind of coming in to this TV series. I guess it's one of the reasons I think Johnny is just so perfect for this TV show that is a wrestling show that does not look like a wrestling show mm -hmm. and having these influences or like that fight, the choreographed fight between Penta and Puma we saw backstage. Oh, yeah. All these. Yeah. All these cool things about like why this show was so important. If you're a wrestling fan and you really aren't familiar with it, it's it's so this show should have that should have been bigger and is so important. I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I don't know if it's a more regionalism's Vampiro or if it's just the two dudes from South Africa you know. It might be that. <laughs> I think uh, this book, Nelson Mandela, and he starts doing the same stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, I guess it's regional. <laughs> I guess it's regional, yeah. Chappie shows up and they're like, holy shit, it's regional. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the match, uh, Black Black gets another two after the lion salt. He needs to put Mac away. Goes to the corner corner splash. He rises, gets to the top rope, but Mac catches PJ mid air with a cutter. Wins at four minutes forty three seconds. The Mac is back, baby. Yeah. And one of the things I loved the most about this match is people started getting on PJ's side. Once he like started mm -hmm. hitting the mat a few times, they started like, yeah, yeah, let's do this, baby. And it's a very different vibe of other stuff I've seen, like in ECW early on. If all of a sudden a WWF person showed up, they're like, oh man, fuck you, you're from the Fed. These people just love great wrestling, and once you prove that you are a great wrestler, they're on your side. Definitely. I absolutely agree with that, but I would also wonder if some of that is... He was in WWE for a long time, but he wasn't on TV a lot, so they may just not know him. Okay, that could be true. No, these are wrestling nerds. Ah, uh, 
These tickets were free. There's these are wrestling fans. There's probably there's probably a lot of nerds, but I don't think it's exclusively wrestling nerds. No, because these sold out so quick. You, mm-hmm. It was you needed to be on there, so you needed oh, to be yeah. on the mailing list to know when things are available and be at the ready. At least that's what I've seen from the old Reddit posts that I looked at. Which is more research than I've ever done for this podcast, yeah, so see. I will defer to you. <laughs> see, I am the nerd and you're the cash. Yeah, baby. I'm. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> or I'm just more chronically online than you. <laughs> well, I'm cr- that's because I'm too busy chronically at the bar with a masked woman as she enters, narrating and remembering a whole video package. She's been called many things. She is cold-blooded, sinful, evil, sexy, venomous. Truth is, she's all these things. And together, they make her Cobra fucking Moon, baby. She's kicking ass in a snakeskin jacket while eyeing a set of precious metal somethings. I don't know what that is, but she's coming next week. I'm very excited. I Cobra Moon in the future will be known as Thunder Rosa in NWA and AEW. She's been out on injury forever. I think she's this on the Spanish announce team uh, right now. She's fucking. She's so good. She's very cool. Uh, Cobra Moon. I'm very excited to see Cobra Moon. Hell yeah. I do have an issue. Wait, actually, hey, real quick. Do you Mm -hmm. know what, we've talked about him before. What was his name? Big Dick Rick? What what's his name? The dude, uh, it's Big Dick Johnson. Big Dick Johnson, the uh, guy who jerks off the kendo stick of uh, <laughs> of Sandman, <laughs> and I found it's the best gif, and it's so hard to find. Well, during this time, what do you know? What he was up to? Uh, hopefully, jerking off more kendo sticks across the indie scene. No, he was the head writer of Lucha Underground. <laughs> yes. See, this is the shit. Why doesn't Sean know this stuff? Why am I bringing this to the table? I'm pretty sure head writer or just a writer for Lucha Underground in my research. God, Big Dick Johnson might be the most important wrestling figure I've we've ever come across. That's so that's such a fucking cool career. Hey, what what are the two things you I what are the two things you've done in your career? List two things you've done in your career. I've was responsible for the gift that WWE refuses to allow surface where I jerked off the Sandman's kendo stick. Also, I was head writer for, again, such an important wrestling show. Like, there were, oh, this show is so good. Like, for, oh, perfect. Big Dick Johnson salutes to you. Shouts out to, you know what? I don't often shout out people I have not jerked off to, and this will be no different. Shout out to Big Dick Johnson. Yes, this is a fucking guy. He was a writer on Lucha Underground. Hell yes. Christopher DeJoseph. That hell the fuck yes. And this is a quick criticism. When you have Mm. someone named Sexy Star who is just in a, a promotional package the previous match... You can't give a woman like, hey, I've been called a lot of things and include sexy. If they had also said, and I've been known as a star, that's just rude. You can't do that. Okay, guys. It did. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because it did. Even her delivery of that line felt a little odd. Like everything else about the package was fine. but Mm -hmm. It almost felt like she like you could hear her fighting in the recording booth, like, do we really need this this uh-huh. one? Like everything else, like, I because I think 
Based on what I saw, it looked like she might be a jewel thief. Oh, yeah. You could maybe. I, I would rather say elegant. If you are a jewel thief, elegant, yeah. cunning, all these things. Like, mm -hmm. what Catwoman would do to describe herself? Use those. Catwoman would never say sexy, at least in, in she would say, I'm a fucking champ. I'm a, like, no. Yeah. Uh uh. Or you want to know how um, the Pink Panther guy would describe himself? Uh, Amberger? Uh-uh. Amberger. You've never seen Pink Panther with Steve Martin? Uh-uh. Oh, dude, it's it's the perfect movie. I had a friend who kind was of. a huge fan of the originals, and he, mm -hmm. for his birthday, I've had this experience, we've talked about it before, of showing friends the Mystery Science Theater movie, and everyone mm -hmm. being nonplussed about it, and me being jazzed. Boy, oh boy, was a group of boys, besides the birthday boy, I guess the most <laughs> important, nonplussed with the pink, actually, no, I think the other person I was with loved it, I was like, I don't get it, guys, just show me the cartoon pink panther the original or the steve martin one the original i remember seeing it at real pretty young pretty very young and loving it immediately and masturbating to it constantly well i was masturbating to everything at that time shouts out to pink panther i love that Shouts out to pussy peter okay well yep there it is <laughs> <laughs> but look i really did like that was a very i don't know what it was um the original pink panthers are like very are much drier mm -hmm. than the Steve Martin, but it also is, I, I think his physical comedy goes way cleaner. Yeah. Like Steve Martin's great. He's not doing physical comedy shtick the way like Peter Sellers, like when he vaults, he's doing like the, the parallel bars sort of like routine and he looks great. And then he vaults himself off of the staircase down a flight of stairs. And it's so fucking goofy. Or like the chief is so comically gadget. Like it's very, I don't know. It's fair if it didn't hit you as, as a youth. I don't know. I feel like it says more about me as a weird comedy kid who was like, yeah, I love this movie from the 70s. What do you, what do you mean all the kids are playing basketball and getting ready to talk to girls and stuff? Like I have, I have Pink Panther on VHS. Why would I ever need to go outside? As I was one of the weird comedy nerds who was saying, yeah, I during the summer I stayed up till 2 a.m. to watch a public access show called Captain Jolt Soda. <laughs> but those are two, I don't, wait, is, what the fuck is Captain Jolt Soda? It was a public <laughs> access show that was all kind of like practical miniatures that they just kind of like moved around and were like, hey guys, what's going on? It was wild. It, most of it's on YouTube. Most of it kind of doesn't hold up, but it was just two <laughs> dudes making a show at public access in, I think, Saginaw. I feel like those are two very, I think that's, that. I don't know if that's the difference in our comedy nerddom because we oh, appreciate both, but it is. Yeah. We're just like, I was like, no, I'm watching like these, love these old school, old man, boomer ass comedy like you could, if you told that child someday you're gonna get really into Warren Zevon, no one would be surprised the mm -hmm. way I'm watching these boomer ass comedies. Meanwhile, you're over here plumbing the depths of public public access for Captain Jolt and his uh, just absolute oddities. I love us, James. It's probably because it felt a lot like Mystery Science Theater to us, and my brother, mm -hmm. sister, and I love that show. 
Hey, oh, shouts out to Mystery Science Theater. I'll jerk off to you after this podcast. I need to stop shouting out people I'm jerking off to. Oh, th- th- you put a lot of O's in crow, am I right, baby? Oh, you know it. Just like they put a lot of... Oh, you... Yeah, just like they yeah. put a lot of product on LuchaUnderground.com where you can right now get T-shirts, caps, and more. And you better believe the more are gravy glasses, freshly hosed duffel bags, Drago masks, and plated moths. But the plated moths sell out instantly because they are very well plated moths, and just the plated moth community really love that. I don't know if that's the terminology for putting a moth in a, like, shadow box. Yeah, I... I don't know why you also had to slip in a very real Drago mask. Like, that's just a good product. Yeah, I would hope they would have that. That's why I put yeah. that in. <laughs> By the way, if you're ever listening to this podcast, buy me a hat. I want a Lucha Underground hat so oh, bad. Yeah. And send it to our P.O. box. It's in the description. Just email me and let me know that it was sent. Really, any trucker hat? I'm starting to get into that side. I'm in my boomer, I'm boomer rock phase. I wear trucker hats, and I'm really, and I'm really into the Pink Panther movies. Oh man, you you love Ashton Kutcher and punked. Well, that's not a good celebrity to reference today. <laughs> we got a three on two match, Sean, and you, they only yeah. need one. Okay. It's, I'm very, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the Disciples of Death with Katrina versus Prince Puma and Pentagon Junior. While Mill is also excited, you can see him slightly sit forward uh, on his on his throne surrounded by skulls. Even before the match starts, Puma's staring down Mill. Vampiro is suffering a PTSD flashback describing Penta as he enters, but 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 Penta's found a light in his dark path. Matt, why would you ask me about that? Doctor's orders are that I cannot talk about Pentagon Jr. Matt, I'm not trying to start a cult. Get that Kool-Aid away from me. Yeah, everyone was saying, oh, Prince Puma's alone now because Conan's not here. And Vampiro says, no, nah, man, he's not alone. He's got somebody with him who's been schooled. Yeah, Pentagon Jr., baby. It is really nice to see Vampiro defending Pentagon Jr. Because, Pent- you know, Vampiro loves the heels. He loves the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And Pentagon Jr., not really. It's so cool to see this tweener play out. I feel like. I, I don't I don't know maybe it's just my childhood memory of wrestling. I feel like there is some like struggle with commentators calling for tweeners, which are in between babyface and heels, like these sort of anti-hero characters. Uh, a Deadpool we mentioned earlier would be a great example of a tweener. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why maybe this just stands out to me so well. A vampiro being like he's not a good guy, but he's not bad anymore. We mm-hmm. promise it's new and improved Pentagon Junior. In store shelves today, right next to the Drago masks. We've talked about this Vampiro documentary before, and mm. I think that documentary, you see him discussing and talking to other wrestlers backstage, specifically Pentagon we see, I believe, and Johnny Mundo, and he is so compassionate and nice and just mm. a 
genuine human being to these two people. Obviously, like, hey, Mundo, you and I were were of the same ilk. I'm so glad you're here. You came out for this AAA mania shit. And then mm-hmm. to Penta, he's like, hey, man, you are. It feels like a uncle nephew relationship of you are. I I just want you to be the next big thing. And I think that has painted my view of Vampiro now in Lucha Underground so much better than when we initially started this of, hey, he's just a crazy person, like just a wacky little guy. But no, he's mm-hmm. he's someone who loves this sport so fucking much and he loves the yeah. people in it. Absolutely. And it comes out, I think, because we were, I think we were sort of coming around to their commentary even before we saw that documentary. Oh, yeah. And I think, and it was one of those things we didn't, we can't really put our finger on it, but like looking back on it now, it's because they both like love it so much. And you can see that there is, it's so easy. It's, you can see when someone wants to do something and is excited about doing something. Going back to that, the one, the one word in that Cobra Moon promo of sexy, you can like, and you could hear it being kind of like, why this word? We can mm-hmm. find something else. Like, I'm a firm believer you can always tell when someone's having a good time and someone is impassioned excited to do something. And it reads. It always reads. It's whatever you're doing. If you are ever in any form of performance or public speaking and you don't care, we don't care. Mm-hmm. And Vampiro, so I, compassionate is a great word for it um, because he does. He cares they both do. They care so much. And yeah. it's one of the things, again, it's just one of those things that makes this show feel so special. I think one of the hard things for me to describe as someone who doesn't actively watch a lot of WWE in my wrestling right now, and it's, there's great stuff happening for WWE. And if WWE, you are watching it and you're enjoying it, or that's what got you into wrestling, that's awesome. Because that's what matters. But there is a different, there is a different feeling and there always will be uh, when it's this large established company versus a challenger or an up and coming. And one of those differences is that you need that sort of passion and excitement and compassion for each other because it's an uphill battle. Like you need that part of it. You know, any sort of like large company side of things can be a little cold, can become a little mechanical. And that's not here at all. And it's it's just so good. It's so good to watch. I like describing it instead of an uphill battle, an up well battle, you know, kind of like Sadako. That, how? How did you get, how? I don't. Because she's having to crawl herself up out of adversity because her father struck her in the (laughs) head and locked her in a well because she was getting too psychotic or psychologically powerful. I don't know. Sean, I, I will keep referencing this fucking movie until you watch it. And guess what? You'll be the one referencing it. I got two weeks or not even like a week until Halloween. No, it's in every day. Nicole and I think I we probably watched it in March and then watched the other two shortly after. <laughs> yeah, but you two are freaks. Yeah, we're little freakers. All right, oh, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I have one thing. Before the match even goes, then one thing on the match. First, I think Mm -hmm. with the, I wish the disciples 
had more personality. I wish they could talk or I wish Katrina would talk for specifically each one because I don't know who is who. They don't have Mm -hmm. such a wildly different look. They're all skulls. They all now have different color skull masks, but who knows? They're just a single entity and maybe that's what they want it to be. But I was going to say, I think that is the point. I think that like, yeah, but it is, I do think an improvement to be critical, because I'm going to be critical for a second, a vast improvement from the goons of last season. Last season's goons were the crew. There were a couple moments that were really scary in some of those matches of like a trio that's like that that worked that work best in tandem mm-hmm. and will work together for the benefit of their benefactor. Uh, there were some really scary ma- moments in those matches. I won't dig too deep, but just like some, uh-oh, is everyone okay? These guys... Looked so clean. They're so good. Even under their masks, they are work. They're cohesive as a single unit, and they're just doing great shit. They jumped the unlikely duo up top as they were trying to still feel each other out. Um, however, they kind of they try and Penta and Puma try and take back momentum. Tope Canillo and a dive off the top ropes to the outside. However, as soon, whenever Katrina raises that mystical stone of hers, that magic rock. Uh, the the Disciples of Death stop going for the win and opt for more violence, which is a really nice little detail of, hey, 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 this isn't about winning a match. It's about hurting our competitors. And it's ugh, I love stories when the two forces have different goals that mm-hmm. sort of intersect each other in weird ways. Penta and Puma want to win. They want to pr- they want they want wins in their columns so that they can challenge for the title as a ranking system would go. The Disciples of Death don't care. They just want to hurt these two. It is a lot of, it is a lot of Disciples of Death just kind of bullying Puma for a long time. Double team backbreaker, kick to the ass, reverse suplex. Eventually Puma has to dig deep, neckbreaker DDT combo, fight back, tags in Penta, who is a house of fire. Everyone's eating the overhand chops. Slap, overhand chop, slap, overhand chop, slap. Katrina gives a nervous side eyes like a Scooby-Doo painting, which only happened in the background, but it was like, that was some great nervous painting work by Katrina there. Eventually, Puma makes his, Puma kind of makes a save, but they start bumping into each other. They're tagging in, they're powerful, but they're not on the same page. They're mm-hmm. bumping into each other. They're, they're, they're giving each other mean eyes. Toward the end of the match, Puma, uh, Fire Thunder Driver into a 630 splash, but while Puma was on the top rope, Penta makes a blind tag and after the 630 rushes in and takes the pinfall for himself. Penta and Puma win at 7 minutes and 33 seconds. And after the match, these egos are still jaw jacking. No! Um, until they ain't. Penta hits the lug blower, puts Puma in the sacrifice arm bar, but Puma arm drags his way out. The first man to escape the sacrifice. Penta ducks a spinning roundhouse kick, escapes, and they are staring at each other as we fade into a new scene. A hoodie man behind a candle and a mysterious voice speaking to him. It's not that mysterious. I mean, oh, it's techni- not- no, it actually is mysterious. Hey, um, I, I, and I kind of, you said you had one more note. I wanted to make sure I didn't skip it. Yes, uh, first, Vampiro about something said, for once I was right. I don't remember what it was. It was about the um, the rock. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vampiro then- was- yeah, shout out to Vamp- shout out to Vampiro for Stop making that call. Coming to Vampiro, I didn't even. 
even. <laughs> I no, every say time it. you say shouts out, that is the, that's the bit for this season. That's the subtext, huh? And then Vampiro saying, <laughs> "Why would you kick a guy in his ass? I don't get it." And when <laughs> Pentagon just takes off his glove and just starts smacking people, that that could have been it's- played up even funnier but it was very good wait till you see pentagon in the year of our lord 2023 the glove bit has much like swerve or did the comic book artist again what was his name jeff darrow much like jeff darrow or swerve he own the glove bit only grows with age and we love to see it um after this match there's yep hoodie man behind a candle mysterious voice in the most literal sense is speaking to him that mask has been passed down for centuries. Many warriors have worn it and taken its power. Are you ready for that power? Because Dragon Azteca was my mentor too. I was supposed to take that mask, but I had another path. Now is the time for you to walk yours. As for me, the mask I chose seemed to work out mm, pretty well. After all, he is Ray Goddamn Mysterio. The father of my mother's arch enemy. Hell, yes. Dominic the Christmas Donkey Mysterio. It is so cool. I th- There needs to be an actual documentary, not filmed by the WWE, of Ray in these couple years just doing everything that he possibly could outside of WWE. I don't know exactly why he didn't, why he, why he didn't sign this contract, why he was at uh aew's first well before it was aew uh when it was just all in uh before the company actually got formed and they just like did a pay-per-view and he's in the main event like it's so it's so wild and so weird to see ray mysterio not in wwe at this time but fuck like that's i'm not saying pj black wasn't a great pickup but like ray mysterio that's a needle mover you know that's a that's a that's a ratings draw I'm very excited to see more Ray in the upcoming weeks. And I'm very excited to sign off on this episode with you, James, and to talk about all the things we could plug. For instance, a Twitch channel called twitch.tv slash Kaiser, where you could watch, oh, I don't know, maybe a guy like me play something like, I don't know, maybe, well, Dark Souls 3 right now. But that's a great game. I don't know why I undersold it. Yeah, come on, check it out. Twitch.tv slash Kaiser, baby. Hey guys, head over to twitch.tv forward slash mostly speaking sentai when I have time. I think I'm going to start doing all the Ratchet and Clank games. Hell yeah, that's, ooh, those games are good. Because I needed a game that I'm like, I will have fun just sitting down and playing endlessly, no matter what, Mm -hmm. just like picking up. If, A, I have an hour, I can just go grind for some bolts so I can level up guns. It's fun to do. But check that out. Then head over to MLMPod.com forward. No, just MLMPod.com to find out information about my other free feed podcasts, like Mostly Speaking Sentai, Formulaic, Sweet Child of Time, etc. And listen to Death to Squids on this this same podcast feed with Jose and I. Listen to my music under Marshland Monster. New singles every single month this year, even some EPs. And... Patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single Friday. This Friday, engage with Nicolas Cage doing Bangkok Dangerous. Yay, yay. 
And if you're a $10 patron, you get exclusive content monthly on top of the weekly stuff. This month is straight to Patreon, Hack-O-Lantern, a slasher movie from the 80s. I believe my new boss, Z, will be on that episode with us, a.k.a. Nicole's former boss. And you get <sighs> shout-outs on every single free feed podcast with those $10 patrons. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F. We don't have time. Eric Barry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Alex Z, the Waz, Orion, Jordan B, the Chaos Witch, my Bickle brother in common law, I think was just a best man at a wedding. Joshua Jakus, I think I said Joshua Jakus. Steve Barnes, a sweet child of time and intro void. James's mom, what? No, that's me's mom's. You know, she hates Dominic. Mysterio. Lil Cor's BFF and former roommate Shane, that fed twitch.tv forward slash core winning. It's Corwin and from the rom complex and formulaic, a podcast and script writing, twitch.tv forward slash R2Shelby2. It's R2Shelby2. And I've been James. I've been Sean. And this has been Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling. Ooh, I like that roll of the R. Oh. I'm going to uh, shouts out, shouts out to that noise. We'll see you next week. Bye. No, he's jacking off to my voice. <laughs> Bye. Oh, yeah.